welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. And I'm your host, William Liu, and I'm joined in the studio in the first segment by Jason Jackson. How you doing? I'm magnificent. It's great to be here. The weather's lovely. Usually, is, is it? Is it? What, You're coming from, from Miami, man. From what I expected. Okay. There was a wintry mix anticipated upon okay. landing. This is beautiful hoodie weather. I'm from Ohio originally, so this isn't, okay. this isn't rough. I mean, there's sunshine out. I know. Yeah, I was going to say. Spring has sprung. The grass is riz. I wonder where Amy Atterbird is. Oh, wow. What, what an intro. And, of course, Amy. <laughs> Amy Atterbird back home. What's going on, Amy? Welcome this, back. This. This is it. This is this is it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's great to see you guys. Yo, Kate. Yes, yes, it is the time. Ah, you ah, know. <clears throat> for people who don't know, can you please fill them in? Why are you wearing the jacket? Well, I played there. Uh-huh. And, you know, and? our men are in the final four. Uh-huh. Our women fought really tough to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. And FAU in South Florida in the final four. I mean, Hoops is just on fire in South Florida right now. So mm. um, I also, this was the only coat I brought down to Miami. When I made the last minute move, we don't need them often. So, hey, all right. so I, I, it was like perfect timing, right? Yeah, yeah. Came yeah. up, need the winter coat, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm always I, always a cane, but this mm-hmm. week is like, you know, of course, of course, and they got the name on the jacket too. Yeah, you know? that this is our senior gift, oh, which okay. I guess they're still doing. So if you play sports your senior year, this mm-hmm. is what you get. Yeah, I wouldn't know about that, but uh, listen, I uh, yeah, I got cut. At a walk-on for baseball no. at State University in 1990. <laughs> the same head coach, same manager for baseball for like 30 years. And Danny Schmidt, every time I would go back to Bowling Green, I'm, I'd still be hot. Mm. I mean, to, I, I did not deserve a spot. Oh, okay. And he was a brand-new right. head coach. I wasn't even like a preferred walk-on. I just played baseball through high school. And so, yeah, my uh, we, we were talking about on the flight up that we should have – it was called a letterman's jacket, I guess. Letter people's jacket, now letter person's letterer's jacket. What are we going to go with? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize the jackets also fell under this, but yeah, I guess you're it, right. It yeah. happens. It yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. So a letterer's jacket. Right. Which Amy's against all of this. Keep me out of it, man. Yeah. Stand on guard for the. We all do it now. Well, okay. well listen, um, Amy, obviously, you know, uh, everyone here knows who you are. Um, yeah, how, how's it been? You know, how, how's the season been in Miami? You know, we caught up with you earlier in the season as well, but. Uh, you know, uh, how you doing? I, th- I think a lot of the longtime listeners of the program understand that, uh, you know, you were on all the time. So Yeah, yeah. No, it's been, uh, listen, 52 clutch games with, with Jax and, and Will, my other partner. It's been incredible. It's mm-hmm. been awesome. Uh, you know, I think that the league is in such a great place in terms of parity and competing every night. And mm-hmm. we're in for the finish of, I mean, in recent history. Come on, when's it come down like this, right? Where so many teams have the opportunity to get into that play and so it's been fun um and it's i mean here we are which is just it's always a big i guess blur right is it fair to say that jacks like every season you just kind of go like oh there's three the end of the three layers every season there's pardon me the first 20 where you're all fired up figuring out what your team's about the next 20 is kind of ambiguous then that third 20 Mm -hmm. that's hell yes you're just trying to power through to get to the last 20 which is a sprint and so we're in that period now yeah, well, um, I, I tried to make it about Amy. Um, Amy Amy's she too, tried. Amy's too humble. Amy's too she humble. She tried for it. like 10 seconds. How, uh, <laughs> it's all about hoop. 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 No, I've, I've had a great time. Yeah. I, you know what? I keep, yeah. I've been saying this to myself um, a lot this year is 
last year and this year, I'm so thankful with the teams, the two teams that I've been fortunate to cover in For terms sure. of just the people I work with, but also just the coaches, the players. Um, it's again, been an awesome experience this year. Mm-hmm. And I still think we got a little bit of push left. So, Oh yeah, no, you guys are, you guys are doing great. Um, <laughs> relatively, I think to, to, as compared to Toronto, although Toronto is also playing a lot better of late, especially at home. Um, all right, all right, Jason, I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, sure. What's one thing that's gone really right for the Miami Heat this year, and what's one thing that's gone really wrong for Miami this year? Well, being able to persevere through all of that anxiety of okay. games that go down to the last five minutes. Right, right, right. You're within five. Amy counts it each night. She's counting mm-hmm. down. It's like five, four, three, clutch game. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. We've created, like, almost a uh, a disorder. Right. For, for our skilled observers and, and fan base. Uh, but being able to win more of those games than you lose, that's, mm. that's next level. Uh, this has not been the best shooting team, and it's the worst offense in the league. All right. And so that's just strange because I know in Coach Polster's dreams that this was a high-octane offense mm-hmm. and a smothering defense, and there would be a much more winning even though there's more winning than losing, but more winning right, and right. not sitting here tap dancing around uh, the drama of the play-in. And right. So here we are with seven games left, tied with uh, Brooklyn, but they have the tiebreaker mm-hmm. and for the sixth seed to come out of the play-in. And uh, was it two, two and a half games behind New York we play tomorrow mm. in the self-proclaimed world's most famous arena? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, is that beef still going on, by the way? Oh, it'll never end. Oh, no, never it'll end. It'll never good, end. Good, good. The day Pat faxed the resignation in. Right, right. And showed up in paradise until the end of time. I mean. And then when Jules, not not Amy's mother who's watching. Okay. Hello, Jules. Exactly. That's what I call her. <laughs> I don't think everybody calls her Jules. But now you do well. That's fine. So when Jules Randall uh-huh. decided to hit that shot on us in the right corner, the nerve, by the way, that's Ray Allen's spot, by the way. But anyway, oh. so he's floating out of bounds. Yeah, I remember that play. Turns and looks at the Don Perignon, Pat Riley. Uh-huh. Uh, the finest capologist in the game, our general manager. I don't think Andy anyone's the finest capologist before. You know? Out in his chest and walks over to the Arisons, the family Ooh. that for 35 years has owned the Miami Heat. Then runs in front of the heat bench, mm. eyeballing everybody. An eyeball that Tyler Hero shot out the other night. And then goes over and almost uh, almost crushed the soul and bone marrow of his head coach in celebration <laughs> of this regular season game winner. Well, you know. Payback's the only way back. Well, that's here, how we get down. Here's the thing. Like, w- once you've covered a team that has won a championship before, Three of them, yes. Yeah, well, for you you. guys, very, very blessed, Mm -hmm. right? And you have seen the best players play at the highest levels. Right. There's a different level of excitement that you get to see for that versus teams that, you know, like New York, they have had championships, but a long time. When I was two, (laughs) I'll be 51. Wow. Congratulations. In May, yes. Wow. Um, Yeah, okay, you know what? In that stretch, you talked about how Miami has had this knack for winning a lot of close games. Yeah. I mean, they have a knack for getting into close getting games. Getting in, losing the most, and winning the most, and having the most. Yes. Right. But what is it about Miami? Like, what is their, what is this ability for them to get into close games? Because even if you look at Point Differential, for example, the Raptors, who are uh, several games below Miami right now, mm-hmm. actually have a better Point Differential, but in close games, the Raptors have an issue where 
they sort of stumble in the fourth quarters. What is it about Miami in the fourth quarter that, that you guys are able to make that extra push? The analyst. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> is that it? Is that just it? Tyler Hero. Uh, no, you know what? They are some I mean, of the best. Uh, yeah, we, we do have yeah. a couple of the best. And really, I mean, so many times at the beginning of this season um, when he was playing, just watching Jimmy Butler win games and just it's 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 crazy and it's incredible to see. But I would I would lean into this as well, which I know you guys are familiar with too. Ten undrafted players at the beginning oh, yeah. of the season on the opening night roster for the Miami Heat. Um, the culture is to like sit down and get it done mm-hmm. and like work really hard and not give up. These are guys that have had to believe in themselves. Like they've had to stick with it. So when you take elite talent. And then, of course, Spoh's an incredible coach. And then you have that extra little chip on your shoulder, too. And now we hear it often. This is the normal. Like, playing in tight games is kind of the norm for this team. And I think there have been a couple late-game situations as of late where you kind of just see that. Like, there's no panic. Mm -hmm. Tyler Hero in the fourth quarter as of late, to me, I'm just like, if you watch his body language at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game, it doesn't change he's like mm. i'm trying to think of a like cool as a cucumber like he literally and he'll take every shot and so he's hit some big ones and we had bam plant like he's an all-star this year yep what he's been able to do and he's the third leading paint score in the league behind Giannis and, and Jokic, and has a totally different game to him um there's just some automatic guys yeah. you know and then but i do think it goes back to this just it's just like a put on your hard hat, pack your lunch peg, and go to work. And that's that's the kind of ball I love the most. So I love when you speak Canadian, by the way. What what did I say? A lunch peg. Did I say that? Yeah. I, I meant lunch pail. Oh, I thought that was what something unique. No lunch box, but pail works. Do people still bring lunch boxes to the office? This is a so, listen. Uh, depends on your uh, your contract situation. I guess you're right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, some young people, you know. Climbing up the ladder, that's the deal. Yeah. Spo uses the phrase, uh, sick at sea. Does someone get a little queasy yeah. when the water is rough? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have cats that are sick at sea, you get what we get mm-hmm. oftentimes at the ends of games. This team hates losing. I mean, like, like they get. Right, right. I mean, like, ground They listen to and- Nickelback. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, actually. That was cold. We got to get to that. That was, ahead, that was Canadian. I just said, like, that's how much. No, I was just saying you know, that's the thing. No, it's just yeah. yeah. There again. I just I I should walk around doing spoisms all the time. Yeah, that's I know them all. You should start teaching. Like, there's a gnarly bunch, as he likes to say. Gnarly bunch. Gnarly yes. bunch. Mm. Which sounds Canadian, but it is case. So <laughs> it is. Is this the heat culture that people talk about? Is this, is this sort Did of? Did you just roll I, your eyes when you said it? No, no, no. no. Here's the thing. Some Here, people don't like when we get all up. I no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For people who aren't, you know. Heat fans who right. aren't from Miami, you wouldn't really understand this. Mm. So I'm asking somebody who's like true-blooded yeah. Miami Heat, what is Heat culture? And why do you guys talk about it so much? And how does it show up? So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you the story back. Okay, yeah, And then I'll ahead. tell you what it is. I like it. Okay. About 10 years ago, are you, color, are you familiar with the color uh, scape, Pantone, the Pantone colors? Like if sure. you pick a color, yeah, they yeah, go yeah. paint. It's like Pantone 385. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We changed the color of heat red to blood red. All right. Which was three Pantone colors mm. away from the red that it had been for, let's say it was 25 years. Sure. 
That's the kind of crazy stuff we do. Because if you're a heat, you bleed heat. Okay. So it, it should be blood red, right? I mean, there was a meeting at the highest levels for that. I tell you that story only because it's just simple. It's a way of being. Mm. It's, listen, people get paid. It's a wonderful lifestyle. It's a great career endeavor if you can do well, this at any level. If you're on the floor, you're in the front office. Even doing this. If is- you're observers, right. Like, it's it's so strong. But if you're worried, if you're worried, because it all comes, right? But mm. if you're worried about money, if you're worried about minutes, and you're worried about the marquee, it's just not the place for you. That doesn't make Will bad, mm. right? Mm. It's just if you're coming in here, right? No, we scream at each other. <laughs> know that we, you just get in the dirt. That these cats love, they love, and we're about to talk about practice. They love just being in the gym. Mm. Like it's that's the type of player when you when Amy rolled out how many undrafted players we have. Yeah, that's. That's the type of person. Yes, we're going to have star players and have sure, throughout yeah, the history yeah. of the team. But making decisions that ain't nothing wrong with the draft. That's how we got Bam and Tyler. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Wade, the greatest player in the history of the organization. Yep. And Glenn Rice, one of the first stars of the team ever, right? Mm-hmm. But look at the history. There's a lot of trades, a lot of free agent signings, even more dudes that we've developed before there was an even a G League. Yeah. And can I just add one more to that? Sure. This guy right here. Oh, there she is. 100% real. Well, think it goes to the culture of it, though. I mean, he is just the third player in the history of the league, along with Dirk and Kobe, to have played 20 seasons with one organization. And he's from, he is from right in Miami. And the main um, streets. I just, for me, coming right in, like taking, you want to talk about taking care of your own and like, Have, he has so much value and he holds such a big voice. And I think in professional sports that gets lost a little because we can talk about the business and all that stuff, right? <laughs> but that stuff's important. Yeah, yeah. And so it's 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 hard. I, I can only imagine to to really get that ingrained and then hold it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do. Well, that's the thing too, because I, I think no matter if people think it's a little bit silly or people think it's a little bit played up, like the reality of the situation is like I would say. Eighty percent of professional sports teams don't have a culture, don't no. have that kind of work ethic, don't have fire that kind coaches. Of like, yeah, get rid of play. It's just, it just they just move on. It, it and they like well the next coach will deliver different. results or the next gym will deliver results or the next star player will deliver or this new guy will. But come will let's look around the league, right? Yeah, you where's have, the stability? Yeah, that's where there are championships. Okay, all right. That that S was a little loud here, you know. What? I mean? But I'm, I'm not even. Have, I'm have, not mocking one. or mimicking. I'm glad that you do. Yeah. And it's hard. It's the hardest thing to do. I agree. Yeah. And as you realize now, yeah, the harder thing is to do it again. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Fair. But when you look at Golden State, mm-hmm. right? Take a look at Miami. Take a look at San Antonio. Your last twenty years. Yep. Yep. Of NBA championships are in places where ownership, governorship now, uh Head coach, general manager, stability. Mm-hmm. Stability. Because it's a we do it this way. You can stay if you understand how to do this. That's fair. Otherwise, deuces. Yeah. Well, no, I mean. I learn I, I, something I, every time, Jax. I, I learn something every time. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right. I, I wanted to pivot the conversation a little bit to to, to Kyle Lowry. Who's you always, all do commercials over here, huh? 
Huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this clock. No, going, no, no, no. We're going to. Will's got to go to break. What is, no, no, no. no. What is, <laughs> we're going to break at two. We're going to break at like two twenty. You just got. I see the big sponsors. I get it. Earliest. Probably got like Cadillacs and clothes and absolutely Gucci. all of that. Oh, where's our Gucci date, Alex? Oh, sure. I didn't forget come about that. On. Look at that man. I'm like, the man, back in the states, I am. I'm like, come on, I gotta call SiriusXM and be like, we need to change the clock. This is why we got you water before. That's this, what I'm man. talking about. This, this was, this I was love sports this. talk radio is all I about. I apologize. No, no, no. Listen, didn't mean to um, every time, obviously, Miami comes to town, it's special now because Kyle's here, mm-hmm. right? And, and Kyle's home. I wanted to check in with how Kyle's doing because right now I see he's coming off the bench. I do see Heat Twitter can you know get on guys a little bit. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I do see that uh, the love for Kyle isn't as fervent as it is in Miami as it is in Toronto. So I just wanted to check in. How is how is Kyle doing, Amy? I'll start with you. Well, I think he's doing a lot better since those 15 games. He's had, he took off. Well, they didn't take off. He was banged up and really wasn't pushing to come back because okay. they had to make sure in himself that he's fully ready to return. Uh, but you all know, and Jax knows, I love Kyle. I'm such a fan. Kyle to Greatest me is just we he's gonna start she this keeps we, with this thing like Vince Carter doesn't exist. I didn't say that. Like no, there was nothing before no, the championship. Vince Carter, no, we'll I'm not saying this. that. I know, like you Kids you're, he's opening up we don't play hockey this track, anymore track in Canada. But I think Kyle is <laughs> he's QB one. Yeah. And when you talk about these late game situations, and Gabe Vincent's done a tremendous job starting mm-hmm. and stepping in and different game. But also what I love about Kyle is we saw him kind of mentor Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. And we're seeing, I'm seeing Kyle kind of leave his imprint on other guys, yeah. especially uh, when they want to get the ball in quick and they're going like this to oh, the yeah, ref. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a Kyle thing. And every time I see that, like I just, I get a little like, oh, there's, there he is. He's out Struce there. Vincent, but but I think when you talk about these tight games and just in terms of managing a ball game and he hit a couple big shots, like yeah. was it against the Knicks? I think it was last week or. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's, we're just, any team's just so much more valuable when he's out there mm-hmm. because he can manage the game. And by the way, he's playing alongside Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Struess was hot the other night. Yeah. Bam. Um, there's just, bam, there's a sense of just, to me, calmness when he's out there um, because of his resume and who he is as a player. Kyle doesn't like to lose games. Talk about oh, face. Look at her face I, light I, Because I, you know, I'm such, because I'm, yeah. oh. he's the greatest yes. raptor. Yeah, the, the worst sound, up top, the You don't understand. Sound. Jax wanted to roam the streets of Toronto today and ask people. I know, we don't have TV and I was today, like, so we didn't do the feature, but I was, I wanted to just go, you know, person on the street, yeah. random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest raptor ever. They're going to tell you Kyle, man. I'm well, telling and, you, they're going to tell you Kyle. At the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the season for the Heat. honestly, when you talk about culture, man, there wasn't Raptors. There was no culture. There was, like, negative culture in Toronto before I, Kyle Lowry started playing. Here. I know. I just, there are more Canadians uh-huh. playing in the National Basketball Association. That's who we should ask, by the way. Yeah. Because of Vince Carter's explosion yeah. here while they were children. Yes, yeah. you're, right? you're right. That wasn't, that wasn't Kyle. That wasn't 2019. That's the beginning, and that man jumping out of every building in this association and then playing in this league mm-hmm. for over 20 years. Yes, you're talking oh, about course. maybe the greatest basketball player that played for the Raptors, but to me, that's not the greatest Raptor of all time. It's a different conversation. All, the hatred but the one you all thing, have for Vince no, Carter. No, I love this. Are you hate. kidding me? It's it is not. I. Listen, Straight I grew up. Hate. I grew. Uh, some of my best memories I'm with my with my dad were coming right in now. and I'm, watching I'm, I'm Molly, Vince Carter back. with Tracy McGrady. Like I, those were my days. So like I love Vince Carter, but I'm just saying, if you're going to ask, the nation Jackson, changed. You play Amy? to win championships. You play to win. Ch- 
the nation has changed again. The nation has changed again, and since they you won a championship, not take anything away from those who created. I know. Not cats that are coming in and expanding. I give Kyle credit. He's a champion. I love that. Yeah. But he's not the greatest player in the history of the Raptors. Alex. I don't know, man. I, here's the thing. He's done the most. and he's Top he's, three. No top question. Three. You're not even giving him top and two? Can I, wait. Who's, who's two then? Who's, 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 Alvin who's, Williams. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, Alvin, ask just, just ask Kyle. Just ask Kyle. Just ask Kyle. I know. Kyle's OG. I just want to make the point, too. At the beginning of this season, in yeah. year 17, just turned 37, but was 36. He was top four. I think it was top four in the league in minutes yeah, per game. Sounds about because right. Because well, Jimmy was got that's him in the space right now. And that's league, why I'm right. saying because Jimmy was banged up. Tyler was banged up. Like he had to play, I think it was 37 minutes a game. And he just did it. He just yeah. went out. Remember in Washington, mm-hmm. he started with our, some two ways, like in an overtime game. Yeah. And that kind of toughness and it shouldn't, it shouldn't go underrated but it is and that's why he kind of got into that position where middle to probably three quarters through the season he was and so it's just yeah, yeah like i just well, I, I think we're second when greatest he's on the court. point guard in heat history how about i give you that already <laughs> no behind you, tim really? jr right in the sense of resume oh okay yeah Right. I mean, some Heat fans are gonna get hot. Well, they just want, so you know, uh, Mario Chalmers I have to for them. do this yeah. like yeah. three nights a week, maybe no. four. Like this is oh, this is my life. Oh, like, this is it right oh, now. One night we started arguing on the air <laughs> yeah. about the intent of a player. Yeah. <laughs> the intent. But okay. well, we were listen six years of friendship yeah, yeah. before being on the air every day. You first of all realize when you visit with someone quarterly. Uh-huh. And then you start working with them every day. <laughs> it's a different endurance yeah, that course. you have to have. Uh, but I love this woman. I love her family. <laughs> I, I No, I'm dead serious. It, it is the first time in my career where, first of all, I felt heard from a staffing standpoint. Mm. I usually don't get involved. You know, I just show up for auditions and boom, boom, boom. When Ruth Hunter was elevated into our front office and was coming off our broadcast team, I called our vice president of broadcasting mm-hmm. and I said, I'm going to give you three names because I know how you are, but there's only one person to hire. Right. <laughs> it so nice. is time. That's my little line. But it, it was it, not only the, the international incident of ripping her from Raptors television. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Was so joyous. We didn't, have, we, we didn't have to bring that up. It was so joyous. <laughs> it was not it joyous was, for me. There's <laughs> nothing in the history of these two great nations and their shared border yeah, yeah. more controversial than Alabert throwing up the deuce. People today, the, the straight, just heat and hate radiating. No. Oh, it was nuts. No. Called, she was called a traitor. No. Who did that? We're not going to name names. Yeah, we should though. <laughs> but you know what we don't do? Yeah. In the in the mean streets of paradise, we never we don't do you like that. Yeah. You in, you're in. That's part. No, that's I, the I culture. Like I mean, I know she already went to school there, obviously based on the jacket and everything. But like, no, you guys are really, you know, taking her in and made it home, you know, and uh, quickly. But she did that. Yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing is she is a television star. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. number one. Oh, so, of course. Yeah, like everyone knew that. Legit star, which is tough to do when you're sitting next to a legit star so (laughs) i give her credit right there the analysis being able to be a game analyst though Uh 
right, is that is endurance on top of you're constantly teaching. And as I told her when, he sh- when she showed up, this is about you. I'll get the listener, because for those who don't know, we, we do television pre and post mm-hmm. and radio, we call the game. I'll get the listener where they need to be. They can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get them there. You teach them. Right. You guide them. And then I'll give them the hot sauce. <laughs> no, the formula's working. No, I mean, the it's way, awesome. the way no, you... Literally, we're the best broadcast team in the league. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, the way you well, guys have welcomed this is amazing. This editor. All right, so you guys can welcome Canadian talent. So why, yeah. why haven't you done it for Kyle? What's going on? Why do what? I see Kyle slander all what the time? No, first of Miami all. Miami players. First of all. Not, not players, sorry. The fans. It, yeah, the, why, what, why what, is, what is fans short for? Fanatics. We know. Okay, we know. so done. I'm done. All right, all right. I love, listen, Heat Nation is something, yeah. right? And they're super kind to me. But every now and then, yeah. they'll be like, Jax, tossing a salad, baby. I mean, they'll hit me. Yeah, okay. I'm supposed to be beloved. I'm supposed to be Teflon Don, man. They're like, hey, son, getting a little jolly. I'm like, mind your business. It's not summertime. I sweat. I drop some LBs. All right. You know, in the middle of the winter. Oh, my gosh. This is winter weight I'm working on right right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, no. I'm just noting that Kyle is not going to be exempt. Fair. We okay, all fair, catch fair. it from Heat Twitter. That gotcha, is gotcha. going to do it. Yeah. They, they've been very stop, good to you. Stop. Don't even start that. They don't even know that you're 6'8". <laughs> they have no idea that she's 6'10". It is unbelievable <laughs> that a 6'11 basketball star from the University of Miami. <laughs> That's like a KG 6'11". That's a real seven-footer right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's so fun. All right. That's very cool. All right. Last question. I got to ask about this. What? Um, <laughs> what, what's, what's so Jimmy Butler was singing Nickelback? What's going on? Is this like no, a regular so thing? No, so Jimmy has a, a, a speaker, and in post-game, yeah, yeah. He, he likes to mess with the gathered media. Because okay, obviously you, we're you. trying to, the beat reporters are trying to record, and obviously the radio folks, that's only audio. And yeah, yeah. Television, we still need audio. Yeah. And so he likes to just blare it till the last second. Really? Like he knows that we need that stuff off. <laughs> we're in Orlando, and Orlando's giving us our lunch every time. And... I mean, we beat them once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to beat them again next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easter Sunday is going to be a resurrection. Final, oh, okay. final game Watch of the regular season. Biscuit. We're going to need that, by and the way. And you overcome yeah. both Wagners. And so, we'll yeah, we'll the, see, the, the brothers Wagner. And, uh, yeah, we, we, he, did, he was not happy. Uh-huh. And so his release was Nickelback. Right. <laughs> Got you. I mean, it, it just cranked. And No, he only sings along with the country tunes. If he's, right. if he's playing yeah. some hip-hop or if he's playing... Uh, what do they call it? Butt rock? Is that the terminology for what is the terminology? <laughs> what? You've never heard of that? No. Man. No. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, I don't listen to this. No. Yeah, butt yeah. rock. Got you. It, because it's no. terrible. Is I think that's the insinuation. I'm I mean, not a rock and roll guy. I don't have a I, again, you're, Nickelback you're, again, you're fine. in Canada, man. I feel like Nickelback is fine. They play, you yes, know, they're fine, yeah. decent chord projections and they take it, they have <laughs> bad rap, but <laughs> like you can't make out any lyric. I mean, like it's Perfectly fine. I I don't mind like their hits. Uh, Nickelback has some hits. I I don't get why everybody's down on Nickelback. Me neither. And I don't know why Jimmy played it that night. It just just, became a meme. It just does. Yeah. Some some things become memes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is great. Um, Aldi Bizzle. Wait, before you wrap, let me just really quick say congrats to Tim and Friends. I I saw that they're coming to a wrap, and that show's awesome. And Tim's incredible. So congrats to Tim. Had both of us many times to see what. Hello. What's up next? How? My fellow Maltese. We're very passionate people, so we stick together. Like the Falcons. All right. 
Yeah, there's not too many of us. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I got that in because I because I saw Canadian it. congeniality. It's the best. You guys are the Class best act. people on earth. Thank you. Really I thank you. I appreciate that. No doubt. No. <laughs> All right. Well, stand on guard for thee, baby. We're gonna we're about to hear that tonight. Um, oh, as, it's as, his favorite. He sings favorite. the anthem all the anthem. time. You sing the on anthem the too, yeah. bro. Yeah, I mean, you got a great voice. I can see, I could definitely see. Oh, he's a music anthem. guy. Yeah. He was like band yeah. camp, like really? in college. That was his. thing. I did not band play camp. the flute though. Well, what was it? That was I for people forget. who love the movie. That's all I was. I'm a oh, percussionist, okay. madam. Okay. Okay, yeah. he's that's, a music that's guy. cool. That is the coolest part of the band. It is the drum lot. Yeah, of course, man. We oh, are yeah. so nasty. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did play the flute, so I'm just gonna, really? I'm gonna rap on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time in band camp, what'd you do with it? Well, what'd you do with your flute? Hey, man, at least I was a lead flutist. Like, there you yeah, go. I got my solos, all right? You know what I mean? Flautist. Yeah, like, yeah, he's flautist. You know, it is what it is. Diddly, diddly, well, you diddly, better diddly, stop because he's diddly, gonna get you fired right now. The original black sheep, baby. Amy, welcome home. All right, Jason, I appreciate you coming through and uh, yeah we're gonna take that break i've been your host willu and you've been listening to the raptor show on the sports night radio network have you checked out bet rivers yet download the bet rivers online casino and sportsbook app today get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options plus don't forget about bet rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service it's a whole new game with bet rivers online casino and sportsbook must be 19 plus available in ontario only Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wen Lu. For the second segment, I'm joined producer and co-host Alex Wong. What's going on, Alex? What's good? The mild to Jason Spicy, man. What's going on? Yeah, I thought I was spicy, but... You're not spicy. I guess Your I'm... whole persona is you don't ask for spicy, so... Yeah, I'm literally just going to go to Zayzoons with Vivek Jacob and say no spicy. I don't so. think it's even possible at, at shawarma. No one's ever said no spicy at shawarma. That don't make no sense. No, you don't understand. I roll differently. Um, did you All know right. the Pantone color of the year this year was uh, Viva Magenta? Why is there so much color talk on this on this program today? I don't know. But I'm just letting you know. Got there's you. a color of the year every year. So Viva maybe can, Magenta. Okay. Maybe next time you go shopping and get a magenta. This kind of looks like what the heat colors used to be before uh, they turn it to the, blood the color red. of blood. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're, changing, they're changing it like San Pellegrino can colors, man. Um, oh. Yeah. Heat culture you guys talked about in the first segment. I've, I asked one question about heat culture. Are you in and on heat culture? You know what I'm in on? I'm in on teams having culture. I'm sick of teams oh, not having okay. culture. So actually, okay. when I see your team, yeah. like it does obviously like heat culture is just one th- type of it. But like if your team comes in and has, there's no culture, I, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. what does it mean to me? You know what I mean? Can, what does it I, mean to the fans? Can I run through the Eastern Conference real quickly right now through the teams? Uh, okay. and I want to hear your culture brief rankings? description. No, gotcha, I just gotcha, want to hear gotcha, a brief gotcha. description of what you think culture is. So let's start at the top of standings. What to you is Bucks culture? Bucks culture is get on Giannis's back. Okay. And Giannis is going to work as hard as possible. So you can, and he's the nicest superstar ever. Okay. So follow the nicest superstar. Yeah. yeah What's yeah. Celtics culture? 
Celtics culture is like, come on, we don't need to. That that one's very easy, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, all those rings, the banners, 18 of them. <laughs> no, man, but those banners are in black and no, white, it man. It doesn't even matter, man. Like, honestly, that's the <laughs> They culture. have won championships since that's 1986. The There's an expectation that you're going to put the next banner. And you're gonna be the next number to be retired. So there's only gonna be like twenty letters. Okay, numbers okay. So, left so you're talking. Their culture is like it's championship. Culture. Legacy. It really is. Yeah, it's legacy. Legacy. Yeah, legacy culture. Sixers culture. Choking. Oh god. <laughs> no. Right. What is Sixers culture? Fans throwing batteries on the on the field. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair. You have people sad come, guy Joel. Sad guy Joel is yeah. part of that culture. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. Like losing, taking huge L's. So losing culture. Yeah. Losing. Unfortunately, uh, that's that's the case, man. Cavs culture. Uh, I mean, they don't have one. They had LeBron. Okay. They had LeBron <laughs> yeah, culture. They really had Bron culture. They had Bron culture. And then they, you like it? You think Cleveland's yeah. cool? I Otherwise, mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. Did he lose that series, by the way? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't. Did, have the, did the Bulls ever beat the Cavs? I don't think During that period in the playoffs? I don't think they did. Yeah. So I think he lost that one. Right, fair. That was Joakim Noah, right? Yeah, it was Joakim okay. Noah. Um, Nick's culture. Facial recognition Just, and surveillance. Honestly, you know yeah. what it is? Like, bing bong. It's, it's bing bong right now, but ultimately okay. the Knicks culture is like fans owning up to the hilarity of how sad the franchise okay, is. Okay. So, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. So, it's like, like embracing being funny that. But being sad. Okay, okay. Yeah. This is kind of what Raptors culture was pre championship, I want to say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very okay, similar. Uh, Nets culture. There Just is, Joe. It's Joe Size no Checkbook. Culture, yeah. Yeah, Joe Size checkbook. Joe Size checkbook. Before that, it was Mikhail Prokhorov's checkbook. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Man, they really went back. There's to no back. culture there. I'm not even slander. There's no culture. Yeah, they're billionaire the boys. Culture club. died in the Izod yeah. Center. They should they should get sponsored by BBC. Man, um, we talked about heat culture. Heat culture, obviously. Heat culture, by the way, is basically I've, I push this like it's it's immigrant culture. Okay. You don't worry about the little things. Um, you get in the gym, you work hard. You work regardless of your pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. You yeah. don't. Yeah, and, and their head coach is Asian. Uh, I, see, so, I see no lies. Yeah, yeah so things yeah. line up there. People for yell me. at each other. Yeah. Uh, Hawks culture. Again, another team with no culture. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, it so actually NA, bothers me. NA on Hawks, Hawks culture. But yeah. I think you made a good point, though. As you go down the list in the standings, the teams without the culture, there might be a reason why they're there. Sure. Or yeah. they have been there, yeah. right? Uh, Bulls. Culture Bulls is like similar it's Patrick to Beverly right now. Well, right now you're yeah, legit. Yeah. But again, like the, the, I think there is needs to be somebody in the room, whether that's a player, whether that's like a coach, whether that's yeah. a GM, was somebody that stirs the pot, makes people care. Like there's so you could you could so easily slip into not caring. Right, your mm. contracts are completely guaranteed, mm. and no matter how you play the game, even if you get blown out, you're someone's still gonna have amazing numbers at the end of it. Right, right. Those okay. numbers have to fall on someone's ledger. Right, so you yeah. could easily slip into not caring. What is it about, like, specific teams that care year after year, fight possession after possession, and mm-hmm. have a culture of earning everything along the way? But that's the heat. That's really the heat, though, in that's, a way. Sure, yeah. You could say that's the heat. I, I, yeah. I actually don't disagree. Yeah. But I think that, that was the Raptors, too. Yes. And that should it, be the Raptors. Well, now. the key word is it was. That is the key word. I mean, I think people still work hard. Okay. Well, they're being told to. Lots of practices. Fair. Um <clears throat> Let's go through these last teams. This is going to be so funny. Washington culture. Wiz, Washington. What's Wiz culture? Wiz culture is never winning 50 games, never going past the second round. Yeah. Bro, they it's just won. mediocrity. The last time they won 50 games, they were the Bullets. Yeah. They've literally, yeah, they've literally retro those jerseys like four times since the last time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pacers culture. Again, that's another irrelevant franchise. No offense. Okay. Magic culture. I feel like there's some irrelevant. culture bubbling. You don't think there's so? There's no culture bubbling, man. Little, What's the culture? Wagner <laughs> yeah, culture? Yeah, sorry. I was like, trying no, to come up with something. There's no culture there. Hornets culture. That's the parking lot. <laughs> that's where LaMelo Again. makes a sharp right and goes uh, 120 in a 50. 
He basically goes whatever Jay-Z got pulled over for in 99 Problems. No, he sees the speed limit and he doubles it. Yeah. He, he sees the speed <laughs> limit as a suggestion. Hey, how about... How about Pistons culture? Again, another team that doesn't have culture. They used to have culture. They well, absolutely used to have culture. Right? Okay. Like when I first started watching the, the league, like the Pistons were in contention year after year. Right. First or second seed, played great defense, gritty. Yeah. There was no star player. Everyone sort of played in the team concept, mm. and they were tough as nails to get through. Yeah. And then eventually that culture faded away. And of course, since then, they've yeah. had no culture. Dwayne didn't bring the rock over to, to Detroit, right? What do you think he is, man? Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Yo. Yo, I'm really like, did he bring Dwayne Johnson? You, you, think, you think Dwayne Casey walked into the he room? He drove it past Windsor. And he's like, do you smell what the rock is cooking, man? We pounded that rock. No, it's no, got, man. That's not, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. It's got moving around that like Pac. Oh, okay. Should we do this for the West or shall we move on? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, think, I think people get the point. Though, okay, right? people get the point. Yeah. So what about Raptors? Culture actually, it's important. What about Raptors? No, I think culture, Raptors culture was genuinely there, right? Yeah. Guys who, again, very similar. Yeah, it, it was guys who worked really hard, guys who earned their stripes, right? Everyone yeah. talked about how the Raptors are a great development franchise. The Raptors mm-hmm. used the G League productively. Everyone sort of earns their way, yeah, and they expect to win, right? Even walk yeah. in like when you see the big board, it's, it says in like size two hundred and fifty font, win in three yeah. letters. You know what I mean? I don't think it's maybe as pervasive as like Heat culture is, for example. But to be honest, mm. Raptors haven't accomplished nearly as much as the Heat have. Yeah, I think so. that's a that's a disappointing part looking at this season too. It's like you always look at this Raptors team, especially championship and and you know the post championship season. It's mm. like the sums greater than you know its parts type feat, um, and we haven't seen that this year. And I think that's a big thing heading into the off season, looking at the core group. Like, what is the culture? What is the culture? Front office, head coaching, roster, all of it. Okay, so so Raptors signed Udonis Haslam then. He's retiring. If if the biggest news, if the biggest Woj alert (laughs) this summer is (laughs) Raptors have talked Udonis Haslam out of retirement. Jason hypnotized me for the 30 minutes (laughs) of the first segment, so... (laughs) You know what? The way they talk about heat culture, we need some of that here. Yeah. So you you want me to go on an opposing podcast and talk about Raptors culture? I will do it. I'll do it. I'll yeah. do it. I mean, it's propaganda. Yeah. Part of that's part of the culture. Yeah. Propaganda. No. Yeah. Anyways, what else would you like to talk about? What else do I want to talk about? So, well, we, okay. So we have in the, in the subject here, so um, the, on the topic of leadership, right? So there mm. was a report out there that I saw from Steve Bulpit, who was a longtime uh, uh Celtics beat writer now mm. on heavy sports, which I just learned about that website yeah. through this report. But regardless, I definitely heavy. recognize Steve's name though. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been working uh, in, in that Celtics area for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he, he brought along this report. One league executive uh, stated that Udoka suspended from the season by the Celtics for violations of team policy would be of interest to the Raptors. There is word that the Rockets would have interest in nurse if he is available. And if they choose to part way with Steven Silas, I don't know if choose, I think they will. Hmm. mercifully let Steven Silas Yeah, I feel go. like that's like an open secret type thing uh, that they're going to move on from him. He's, by the way, in contention for the most miserable looking coach. I feel Every bad. Time ca- I, never, I don't think I've ever seen this man smile. Like, ever. No, I feel, well, would you smile? There's nothing to smile oh, about. Actually, Can't even break a press. There was one time I saw them smile. Do you remember this? So this is during the nadir of uh, Raptors Tampa where hmm. they had that team that was so banged up and, and so sick really at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they they played host to the Houston Rockets, mm. and I'm pretty sure Houston was on an 18 game losing streak. <laughs> yeah, and I think they yeah. beat us, and I think that's when I saw Steven Silas smile. 
Yeah. That's the one time. Wow, he's been coaching since the Tampa season? Yeah. Anyway, so um, in, in the latter case, Houston also look, uh, have interest uh, to look into Yudoka. This is from Steve Ballpark. Huh. Um, interesting. I think the interesting thing for me is just like, what is this? Like, how do you make a decision on Nick moving forward? Because I, I don't think it's accurate to say. I don't think it's fair to say that the, the faults of the season entirely rest on Nick. That's not that's I don't think that's true. And I wouldn't back that at all. Mm. But at the same time, when you disappoint in a season where you look at the roster and you look at the situation, you say, clearly, you can get more out of it. We saw it last year, mm-hmm. right? With a with a roster that wasn't as experienced and wasn't as good as this year's roster, considering the, they've upgraded clearly at center with Jakob. When you see that difference in the results, obviously, the natural thing is to look at the coach. I think that was the large part of what um, David Thorpe, when we've had him on, um, mm-hmm. and also on his podcast, The True Who Pod, where um, you know he discussed it. Right In the th- these types of situations, you kind of look to change the coach. For example, in Atlanta, another situation where you're like, look, well, the talent on paper is good. Mm. They've been to a conference finals before with that roster. They've yeah. been a playoff team with that roster. Why are they so disappointed this year? They fired the coach. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't think it's unnatural to look at it, but I think from from Nick's perspective too, it's like, well, he's coming up on a situation where next year is the final year of his deal, right? So the Raptors probably need to offer him an extension of some kind this summer, to sort of because coaches very rarely go into the last year of their deal as sort of that lame duck sort of expiring kind sort of situation. So I don't know. I want to open up that conversation first and foremost. We'll put aside the Udoka stuff for now because I really don't really even want to get into all the details yeah no i think i think this is interesting uh especially like you mentioned you know nick by all accounts you know you look at his track record winning the championship you would say that's the most successful head coach that this franchise has has had and you know i think he clearly has you know deserved to to not have to go into next season as as a lame duck going to his last year and when you're evaluating nick you know i do agree with you on the one hand you can say that like it's it it is hard at times to evaluate how Nick has been as a head coach these last couple of years because of just the roster that he's been given, right? Like like we've seen what Nick can do with a championship roster, mm-hmm. which was on a one year window in in retrospect because you know Kawhi didn't like Toronto, and what he was able to do with a winning team. Um, but at the same time, though, I do think. The Raptors are no different from from any other organization. When you've been through this period now of a few down seasons and when the roster has turned over, I don't think this takes away. I don't think Nick has suddenly become a bad, like, you know, coach um, from the championship season. But at the same time, like, is he, I would ask, is he the right coach moving forward with the core group that you're moving forward with? Yeah. And that core group starts if you're looking long term with Scotty, right? Like, you, you can talk about Fred, talk about Pascal and their future here. Like, at the end of the day, aside from the X's and O's, there's also, I think, a people aspect to it. And so many times we see coaches... About, it's, it's about the Jimmys and Joes? <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's... No, but it's about the Jimmy Butlers and the Joey's camps. But, like, at, at the end of the day, wow. you look at... You mentioned the Atlanta situation, right? Like, did Nate McMillan just suddenly become a bad coach? Because he was the same coach that led them if you whatever credit you want to give them to, to that conference finals mm-hmm. run, right? Yeah, yeah. And how is it that this year there was reports at the start of the season that he literally was considering resigning? <laughs> like he just <laughs> leaked this report yeah, yeah, to yeah. Shams that he, the, the situation had gotten so bad with Trey Young that he just did not want to be the coach anymore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, what I'm trying to say is a lot of times these decisions is more beyond just saying whether Nick is a good coach 
or not. It's just, is he the right coach? Is he meshing with these players? And is he meshing with these players moving forward? Yeah. I mean, look, listen, the, the, the idea of coaching is is so intangible that it is very mm-hmm. difficult to definitively say this guy's the problem or this guy's not the problem. Realistically, it's a circumstance thing. It's a politics thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 also just a preference thing, right? Because, again, it's not tangible in the results. You don't see stats for coaches other than wins and losses. And if we're going along with wins and losses, obviously this year has been down, but on the whole, Nick has done a good job. Um, I think from my assessment of the situation is when Nick first got hired as head coach, he brought in a lot of great ideas. And I know they're great ideas because, one, they won a championship with those ideas. This is Nicky Nurse, baby. It's Nicky Nurse, baby. And second thing, a lot of other teams started copying those ideas. Yeah, and number three, Kawhi lit up like a Christmas tree the first time that they met. He probably was. He was like, he's like, he probably drew a box. This was widely reported. And he drew a one. And then he's like, this is how we're going to be stepped during the finals. You know how legendary that is? How many other coaching strategies can you even name that won championships? Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? He pulled, like, out, he pulled out like a middle school, like grade school strategy right. in the finals. So there's a lot the best of player. out of the box thinking. And of sure. course, eventually over time, it comes around. When all the players mm-hmm. come in in Toronto and they say, we know what's coming. Yeah. Right. Because the first time around when it happened to them, they didn't know what was coming. Mm-hmm. And it hit them and it shocked them. And it probably most times resulted in them losing. Mm-hmm. Right. Eventually, when you go around, when other coaches start doing it, when Steve Kerr, the coach that you beat in the finals, starts running box and one against you, they're like, oh, you want to run box and one against Steph Curry? We're running box and one against Fred, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, when that advantage is taken away. So it's like, okay, the first set of ideas were really great, all things considered. What's the next set of ideas? Because that's how the league works. They're going to grow and adapt, right? So if you're going to be one of those ideas people, can you constantly come up with those ideas? Not just once, not just twice, like, over and over and over again. The other part of it is, and I think that this is one thing that coaches with a lot of longevity get to, like what is your people managing skill, right? The Spurs lose all the time. The Spurs literally lose all the time. They'll blow huge double-digit leads all 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 day, Mm -hmm. right? Every coach, every player that comes out of that system, uh, uh, the only guy I really can think of is DeJounte Murray. Right, he did the podcast interview where he was talking about the culture wasn't the best there for him. But like, for example, I interviewed Yak like earlier in the month, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jakob was talking about, you could just tell his affection for, for Pop and that personal connection he built. It wasn't about the wins and losses. It was actually about, you know, so again. The, the Jimmies and Joes. It was really about yeah. the Jimmies and Joes. And that's, <laughs> Where did that that's, come from, by the way? I have no idea. Okay. It's just one of those, like, nonsense I've nonsense only ever heard you use it. <laughs> no, I think people said <laughs> Did you pick this up on the street I did or not something? pick this up on the street. Okay, okay, Although okay. my whole life existence is ESL, so <laughs> maybe I did. Um my point is, though, you got to be really, really good with handling the people. Yeah, aspect, but that, right? that's can you thing. get people to buy in? It doesn't necessarily matter what you're running mm. if they don't run it hard. It yeah, it matters mm-hmm. first and foremost if the players play hard, if they play focused, if they mm-hmm. play coordinated, and if you're able to inspire them, reach them. And here's the thing: it's not binary, right? It's not mm-hmm. that you can reach players or you can't reach players. It's obviously as humans are, people come in and out of situations. The season's long. People get tired. People get injured. People have situations. They get disappointed. They get happy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all that's going to affect this. Just because you're a coach doesn't mean you can, you know, control them. They're not puppets. But ca- how consistently can you inspire that? How consistently can you build those bonds with people? No, I, I, think, I think that's the other aspect. That's the part where longevity for coaches they have that element. No, I think that's. A great, I think for I think for you know point. for strategy again, you better be really brilliant. You bring fresh ideas every every year, basically every month, basically. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really. 
great point because like you go back to talking about the heat today you look at eric spolstra he's one of the longest tenure coaches and he has survived through the different eras right and you you mentioned greg popovich i think steve kerr is starting to enter that realm as well with how long he's been in golden state sure these people become you go back to culture these people become a part of what that organization is about right Mm -hmm. like they like regardless of the turnover like you mentioned of the roster the players the playing style all of that stuff they're embedded in that organization. So I think this is a huge decision for the Raptors because Nick has been here. You know, you can even go back to before 2018 when he was announced as a head coach. Like he has been here for like over a decade now, I believe like, or, or near a decade now, like as an assistant and yeah, then as a head coach, right? Yeah. Roughly 2013. I yeah. Think. So 2013. 2013 so we're like coming up like around a decade now. So he's been here. So I think this is a huge decision for uh, the organization. And like, I remember Masai talking about last year, that, you know, when there was rumors about the Lakers wanting to, 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 you know, talk to Nick got you. and, you know, he was, he was talking, you know, he was like, yeah, I would, you know, everybody would love to have someone like Nick essentially. Right. And I think well, he made he, some his, soccer analogies. No, his dream yeah. was his, his statement was the Lakers dream. Like I dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He exactly. literally said you dream. Yeah, exactly. So like, so I, I do wonder, I don't know, like, has this season impacted that, how they view Nick. And, and honestly, the other thing, and we'll probably have to talk about this another time is like, what does Nick want as well? Right. Like as as much sure. as as I much think he as he wants as to also, say here, yeah, as much as the Raptors connections with Canada yeah, basketball, yeah. As a, but as much as the Raptors have to make a decision on on Nick, like you wonder too, like is there frustration about how the roster has been built, et cetera, et cetera? Because at the end of the day, if you're yeah, a head coach no, sure. of his caliber, you also want to be in a position where you can succeed as well, right? Because I'm sure Nick is not thrilled about the fact at, at some of the roster moves and and how this team has been built and it's led to the to the losing. Like I'm sure in a perfect world, he doesn't want to play his starters 40 minutes a game in must win games or you know maybe he does actually so yeah no right so so i think there's two sides two sides but i think there's a lot more to consider like you mentioned than just like oh x's and o's like how does nick rank there like there's so many elements and here's the thing realistically like obviously we come from um an informed perspective having you know followed the team having talked to yeah. people around we're the not team the, we're not inside. here's the thing only people who are truly informed about this are the players themselves yep. and also the front office and sure. that's the decision they got to make because again next year nick will be on an expiring contract as a coach and especially coaches with championships they don't really do that so you're gonna have to make the decision this summer um but anyway that's enough to talk about organizational culture and things like that uh uh, I've been your host, Walu, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe, and please rate and review the show. Reminder, streaming live on Sports' YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to Amy Otterbert and Jason Jackson, producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer, Derek Vandale, and Jennifer Holnick for helping with the YouTube stream. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.